You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hello, 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 Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the same old Dolphin Show, sponsored by BetUS, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I am Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Well, here we are. Week one is in the books. We're on to week two, and we are getting pumped because it feels like the mid-90s up in here because the Dolphins are getting ready for a big home game against the disgusting Buffalo Bills. The rivalry is back. Buffalo sucks. Let's go. I wish I had that old Brian Cox jersey. This is a good week to break out the Brian Cox jersey. This, this This is the time... To have that Brian Cox jersey because, man, did that guy hate the Bills. Got to come yes. out double middle fingers, baby. Double middle finger, but not, not, not for a home game necessarily. He definitely did that Orchard Park. So when we do that later in the season, I, who is the Dolphin? Who is the guy? I, I am genuinely curious, and everybody's watching live. I'd love to get your thoughts on this as well. Who is the who is the player on the 2021 Miami Dolphins roster that is coming out of the most likely to come out of the tunnel with with double middle fingers blazing? Um, I, I, the first guy on my mind was X. Hmm. I feel like he plays with an edge. I don't know. Blake Ferguson. That's a great answer. <laughs> great answer. Blake Ferguson. Jason Sanders. Let's go. I, I want Jason Sanders guns out. Let's go. Sanders will flip everybody off. Blake Ferguson. Actually, you know who, who plays nasty? Who would probably do it? Big Sam McGuavin. Big Bob Hunt. Oh, would love to see Bob Hunt out there with the with the with the fingers blazing. I love it. Oh, Chuck says Parker. Christian Wilkins is another guy. I want to talk a little bit about Christian Wilkins because I today because I think uh, he needs to show up. He's kind of – this is a big year for Christian Wilkins to kind of prove himself uh, worthy of that. I mean, not that it necessarily matters that you need to prove yourself worthy of your first round, uh, you know, where you were drafted, but uh, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more of, of Christian Wilkins at this point. I don't think he's lived up to expectations and this is a big week for him, but we'll get into that a little bit later. No, I think you're right. And I think that's a perfect place to sort of dive in today because one of the things that we need to talk about is that Raekwon Davis has been placed on IR after his injury in the game against new England. And 
Now, a trip to the uh, to the IR no longer means that a player is out for the season. He's certainly got now because of the COVID restrictions and all of that stuff. They've made it so that you could be on the IR, IR for short term. And it means that he's guaranteed to miss at least three games. So he's definitely out until at least week five. Um, by the looks of his injury, it looked to be pretty bad. But then again, it looked like he was he was holding his helmet and was ready to get back into the game. So maybe it wasn't quite as serious as all of that. But Either way, he's going to be out for a few weeks, and that means it's going to be on to John Jenkins, who's going to move up and fill in uh, those shoes. But then it's also up to those other guys on the line to really make their presence felt. So we're going to be seeing a lot of Emmanuel Agua, a lot of Zach Sealer, and a lot of, yes, Christian Wilkins. So let's talk about that, Brain. What is it that you want to see out of Christian Wilkins, particularly this week against uh, a pretty tough Buffalo offense? Well, I think when you look at Buffalo struggling last week against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh gave you the blueprint of what you need to do to hold this Bills offense down. Now, obviously, it's easier said than done because not everybody has the same personnel that the Pittsburgh Steelers have. But what the Steelers did essentially in that game was they said, look, we're going to count on our front four to win one-on-ones, and we are going to drop guys into coverage most of the time dropping seven in coverage, sometimes six, sometimes eight in coverage, and relying on guys like Cameron Howard, TJ Watt, and Melvin Ingram to still bring the heat uh, against uh, Josh Allen while dropping all those guys in coverage to account for all of the speed that the Bills have at wide receiver with Diggs and Beasley and Sanders and Knox and, and Gabriel. Uh, so the, the Steelers really put out the blueprint. And I think the Dolphins, from a secondary perspective, are very well equipped. They have the depth to put six, seven defensive backs back there and really cover a lot of ground. The question is... Do we have guys that can win one-on-one battles and actually get after the quarterback and still also be able to kind of hold their own against the run if the Bills decide that they want to run the ball to try to keep us honest? And that's where we're not built the same way that the Pittsburgh Steelers are. And that's where, uh, you know, we used our our first or our, one of our first round picks on Jalen Phillips, so you're hoping that he has an impact in this game. Uh, obviously, Emmanuel Ogba is probably the only guy on this defensive line that has had really any success winning one on one battles. But Christian Wilkins, when we drafted him, was supposed to be kind of like that. So this is an opportunity for the the guys on the Dolphins defensive line. This is a big test for them. It's a big challenge. They need to come ready. Obviously, the Dolphins are still going to, you know, have their similar schemes. They're going to mix things up. They're going to bring some pressures. They're going to scheme some pressures. But at the end of the day, if they're going to drop guys in coverage, they're going to need guys that can win one-on-one battles from that defensive line. So I'm looking at guys like Agba, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, uh, and really Jalen Phillips. Yeah, that's going to be the name of the game this week is getting that pressure on Josh Allen. He showed some signs last week that that maybe those the accuracy numbers for him last year was a little bit of an aberration. And he showed some signs in this game against Pittsburgh in week one that maybe he's regressing a little bit more towards the mean. And if the Dolphins can get some pressure on him, uh, 
you know, Josh Allen is a very different quarterback than, than Mac Jones, that maybe he's not going to be able to hit those guys and make the neat pass um, under pressure. You know, and then again, it would be really great for the Dolphins if they were not having to be blitzing constantly in order to generate that pressure and were able to, you know, have some of those linebackers help out a little bit underneath with some of with some of the coverages. Uh, and we know that Buffalo's got some weapons at receiver as well. So we're going to need some help shutting that down uh, as well. And we're going to get into that a little bit more about what the Dolphins need to do on both sides of the ball in order to stop the Buffalo Bills. But first, a reminder here. Uh, first, a quick shout out to everybody, uh, all the people watching and listening live instead of watching the dog shit Thursday night football game this week between the, the Giants and the Washington football team. We appreciate you hanging out with us on a Thursday evening. We appreciate that, and we hope that you will all take a moment, if you haven't done so already, to subscribe to the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the little notification thing so you're notified anytime we go live. Like this video. Leave a comment below. We have, we appreciate that very much. And also make sure that you download, rate, review, and subscribe to the same old Dolphin show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you get your podcast, making sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review. We appreciate that as well. And a reminder that you can go to betus.com and sign up for a new account using the bonus code DolphinsTalk, all one word. You get 125% bonus using that promise, uh, using that bonus code DolphinsTalk. And so that's a pretty good deal to get a little bonus on your money over there at betus.com. They are a sponsor of everything here on the Dolphins Talk podcast network. So uh, before we get into a bit more of the X's and O's on this Buffalo game brain, I want to talk about uh, Will Fuller. There was a, uh, there was uh, he's coming. He's, he's joining the team. This Sunday, we're going to see the full complement of Dolphins receivers on the field for the first time. There's a little bit of drama this afternoon when Will Fuller was not at practice. And this this sent the, the Dolphins Twitter into a tizzy. I, although particularly really liked the, the headline that I saw from a, a Dolphins beat reporter that says, uh, Will Fuller misses practice. This may may not mean anything but it might also be significant. And I'm like, okay, boy, that's, that's some Dave Meltzer reporting right there. It's just like, it could be this, but it could be something else. And anyway, it turned out to be nothing. It turns out that it was a personal matter that he was dealing to. So he wasn't at practice today. And now he is there. He is geared up. He is ready to go. In fact, everybody that was on the Dolphins injury report is uh, listed as a full participant and ready to go today. So brain, we're going to have a full complement of, of receivers out there. So what are the Dolphins going to do on offense to beat the Buffalo Bills? They're going to have their hands full because the Bills are, I mean, they're not just loaded on, on the offensive side of the ball. They're loaded on the defensive side of the ball and particularly in the secondary. So uh, that's not to say that the Dolphins now aren't equipped to go after that now that they've added Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller. So with those two guys uh, and then still Devontae Parker, who looked as good as ever last week, um, and you're getting Preston Williams back as well. I think we're going to see more Mike Kosicki this week. Uh you know, I, I think the Dolphins have the weapons to kind of go mano a mano against the Bills, but really, what they're going to have to do, uh, look, the, that the the Bills were extremely stingy 
against the pass last week, the Dolphins are going to need to be able to run the ball. Uh, they're just going to need to. And that's not to say that the Dolphins need to come into this game and try to run the ball 40 times because the Bills are also good against the run. And that's not the Dolphins' strength running the football. The, the Dolphins very much are, are a team. I, I think we're still very much learning what this offense is going to be in the first year of this co-offensive coordinator, second, first year of Tua really having the reins, having these new weapons. So we really don't know what the Dolphins' MO is going to be. But I think it's very much going to be a rhythm offense with a lot of RPO, uh, but with, you know, they're going to try to spread some teams out. They're going to try, they're, they're going to win in multiple ways, you know, by keeping five tight ends, but also having, you know, the weapons that we have on the outside, there's going to be times that we can spread you out. There's going to be times that we're going to go jumbo. Uh, so it, it's, it's really interesting because we're going to learn a lot. Uh, it's, it's probably going to be different week to week and you really won't know what to expect from this team until we've seen it for really seven or eight weeks. And then we'll kind of get a feel for, okay, this is what they want to do. But I think it's unrealistic to expect for based on what we've seen from Tua thus far, that we're going to have this game plan of just airing it out, you know, Tua going back there 40 times and, you know, us throwing deep balls. First off, you know, the idea is get the ball out quick. So I think what Will Fuller and Waddle having both of those guys on the field, what it's going to do is defenses are going to have to have at least one safety deep, if not two safeties deep. And that's going to create a lot more space in the middle of the field yes. for a guy like Mike Kosicki and also for your running backs. You know, Miles Gaskins, Von Ahmed, yep. Malcolm Brown. So I think having those guys out there on opposite sides, keeping the opposing safeties honest, is going to create space, which is going to be means much lighter boxes, uh, which means the ability to run the football. But that puts the onus on the offensive line and these backs. Just because you have a lighter box does not guarantee that you can run the ball with success. You still got to block. You still got to make guys miss. Yeah, well, I also think we're gonna you're gonna be looking at it, the Dolphins creating some room, particularly underneath, and like I think when when you've got speedsters like Fuller and Waddle running deep and and trying to stretch the field, then you've got this opportunity for guys like Mike Kosicki and Ahmed and Gaskin out of the backfield to create some mismatches underneath that the Dolphins will be able to take advantage of. And I think that is going to be a, a, a huge key. And if the Dolphins can start out with some of that, then that is going to open the door for Tua to be able to hand the ball off to somebody and for the Dolphins to get things going running the ball. And if the Dolphins can do that and can create enough misdirection and can keep the Bills off balance and that offensive line can then give Tua some breathing room and some room to sit back there, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Tua drop back and take a couple of deep shots in this game. And we, we saw it against New England. He took a couple of shots long down the field. He had that slightly underthrown pass to I believe it was Albert Wilson in the end zone that got broken up, but it, I I think we're going to see a couple more of those deep shots, and I I wouldn't surprise me at all to see Tua you know test some of you know Bills have a great secondary they've got Micah Hyde they've got uh, Poyer and they've got Tre'Davious White back there and so this is a good secondary but it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Tua test those guys particularly uh, as these receivers 
use their speed to stretch the field and create some room. Well, yeah, you you have to take some shots because, you know, just having Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle on the field, you can only be a decoy for so long. If you're not throwing them the ball, eventually right. the defense is going to say, all right, well, you know, screw it. We're going to, we're going to come up until they, until they prove that they can beat us throwing the ball deep. Uh, so Miami has to take some shots. Two is going to have to take some shots. The question is one, do they block well enough to give them the opportunity uh, to take those shots? And two, how frequently do they take those shots? I would not be surprised if the Dolphins take a shot very early in the game yep. just to put it out there and plant the seed. Hopefully you hit the play and that you know is a huge play early in the game. But uh, just taking a deep shot early in the game on the first or second drive uh, will automatically stick in the Bills' Uh, defensive coordinator's mind uh, and they'll have it'll be something that they have to think about for a good while so that maybe every you know 10 plays or so maybe you're taking another shot oh I love the sound of that listen Dan Marino Tua was asked this week what the best advice Dan Marino ever gave him was and Tua quickly responded pick a guy and let it fly so if he has Dan Marino's arm and <laughs> then then uh you know that excites me he doesn't have dan marino's arm so he's got but he the, the but the point is be decisive that's really the point it, and that's something where i think tua has shown a huge uh progression already we saw it in the preseason we saw it in camp and we saw it in week one just his overall confidence and decisiveness in his decision making that He's not holding on to the ball very long, uh, and that bodes well. And I, that's where I think he is taking Dan Marino's advice. Yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely see Tua getting the ball out of his hand and 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 throwing it and letting it fly this week. And boy, as soon as those connections start coming with Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle way downfield, look out, baby. Look out. I'm excited. I'm excited for this one, and we'll get into you predictions change in a little bit but it, this is a a big big game even though fox gave us like one of the bottom of the barrel commentary teams for it but whatever thanks fox like fox shouldn't be calling afc games anyway but you know that's neither here nor there there are worse things to be upset about brain uh anything else about dolphins offensively in this game you think you're going to be able to generate some run i'm i'm genuine genuinely curious about that uh you know pittsburgh didn't have a whole lot of success on the ground last week but i think that's because Pittsburgh's offensive line is even more questionable than ours. Is it more questionable than ours? I think so. I mean, it's pretty similar. Uh, they couldn't generate space for Najee Harris. Yeah, well, Najee Harris, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe he deserve. Maybe he needs a little bit more space. He's a bigger guy. He's a um, big dude. That's true. I, I think that uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough. I, I think what the Dolphins' running game is, though, it, that's different than Buffalo or than uh, Pittsburgh's rushing game, is that Miami's running game is, is very much predicated on uh, just getting space. It's not this smash mouth running attack. It's it's very much uh, you know uh, you know it it relies on you know motion and spreading guys out and finding the right hole with a you know a zone, a zone rushing uh strategy so uh i don't think it's this it's the same uh but i also and i also think that what we do is we try to set up the run with 
with the pass. Uh, whereas um, in in the past, where the you know when when the Dolphins have tried to run the ball, they've tried to uh, set use the run to establish the run and then set up the pass. That's not how we're built. Uh, we're going to have to use the pass game to kind of loosen up the defense and then pick our spots uh, with the rushing with the running game to kind of keep them honest. And where I think I think Savan Ahmed and Miles Gaskin, where I think they do really well, is they can get some big chunk runs in there. We're not this rushing offense that is going to get consistently three, four, five yards, uh, you know, a pop. We might have some like no gain, one yard, two yards, but then we'll hit like a nine, 10 yard rush. We'll hit a 12 to 15 yard rush. And that's why you just need to kind of mix it in. I think the short passing game is really our best running game. Yeah, that's true. And so let's just hope that there is some space out there that uh, the Dolphins are able to create offensively and that they can get it going because they're going to need to score a lot of points to win this game. Methinks. Um, I just put a question out there into the chat and I also put it out there on Twitter and Facebook. We didn't do this in week one, but we need to do it for week two. We need to know what your hashtag one hot take is for Bills at Dolphins. So come up with what your one hot take is. Throw it in the comments. Throw it in the chat. We'd love to hear from you. And before we talk about more about what the Dolphins need to do when the Bills have the ball, attention. Attention gamblers of all shapes and sizes. Our friends at Manscaped have a can't-miss bet for you today. The leaders in male grooming just launched their fourth-generation performance package. The betting odds are in your favor when you use the lawnmower 4.0 on your balls. Across the board, this is the package to get you in the mood for whatever your gambling heart desires. Are you ready to take the leap into male grooming royalty? Two million men already have. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code DOLPHINSTALK to save 20% off of your order and get free shipping. Again, that's the promo code DOLPHINSTALK. Listen, hitting a favorite is fun, but shaving my balls with confidence? Ha! The folks at Manscaped have given me just that and have my trust when trimming my boys. They recently released the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, and it is a favorite of mine. The four the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Manscaped also has a bonus add-in to their performance package with the boxers and the shed travel bag. These tools get your boys in your comfort zone before the games start. Again, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code DolphinsTalk at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code DolphinsTalk at Manscaped.com. Fellas, don't gamble on shaving your balls with the wrong tools. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. All right, Bryn. Have you have you used Manscaped lately? I'm I'm due for a trim. Oh, your balls are are ready to thank you. They are. I mean, uh, you know, we're we're still in the, you know in in other parts of the country. Maybe where you're at, maybe it's starting to cool down, and you know, you you might want a little bit, uh, you know, extra <laughs> layers down there. But here, uh, where it's still very very swampy, uh, I think uh, you know, I'm definitely due for a trim. 
That, uh, all right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's uh, move off of your balls and move over to the Miami Dolphins and Buffalo Bills. Moving back here, the Bills, when they have the ball, what are the Dolphins going to do? I mean, Listen, the big thing is they got Josh Allen, they got Stephon Diggs, they got Cole Beasley, they got Emmanuel Sanders now. What are the Dolphins going to do to slow down this Buffalo offensive attack? Aside from cry? Yeah, you can't just cry. You got to do something. Yeah. Um, so like I like I alluded to uh, earlier, uh, I think that what we're going to have to do is follow the blueprint that the Steelers laid out last week, which was drop six, seven in coverage, sometimes eight in coverage, and force Buffalo to run the football or have to pass with really small windows because you drop that many guys into coverage. Uh, the question is, if we do force them into that, do we get pressure? Do we get after Josh Allen? Can we contain Josh Allen? Because if we just drop seven, eight guys into coverage, uh, does Josh Allen just take off and beat us with his legs? Because he's done that plenty of times. Uh, And, you know, do we stop the run? So I think the onus, look, there's an equal amount of onus, I think, on the Dolphins secondary and the Dolphins defensive line in this game. But I think the Dolphins secondary, we know that there's talent there. We know that there's depth there. I think we're well equipped. The The question to me is, can this defensive line hold up? Uh, can they put pressure on Josh Allen? Can they contain him? Uh, and can we stop the run? And, and really, it comes down to winning one-on-one battles. So uh, th- that's probably the biggest weakness of this Dolphins defense uh, is that we don't know if the if this if the guys on this Dolphins defensive line can win one on one battles consistently, uh, and losing Raekwon Davis out your big guy in the middle, uh, I think that makes it that much more challenging to try to get after the passer and still stay honest in the run game. I think. You almost have to just throw it because you don't really have a true nose without him. So I think playing the, any idea of playing these odd man fronts, I think that goes out the window with Raekwon Davis out. And I think you're going to just see a lot of four man fronts where it's going to be Agba, uh, Sealer, uh, Wilkins. And I think we're going to see some, uh, you know, a good amount of Jalen Phillips in this game. Uh, I think so. I mean, I guess we'll see some John Jenkins in there too, but uh, you you need guys that are going to get after the quarterback. You need athletic guys. You drafted Jalen Phillips in the first round. I know it's week two and it's his rookie year and he missed a lot of camp. And I'm not going to sit here if if Jalen Phillips doesn't play a lot this week or doesn't show up and have a great game. I'm not going to all of a sudden call him a bust, but it's it's matchups like this and it's situations like this that are why you drafted Jalen Phillips. So I'm hoping that we see a lot of Jalen Phillips in this matchup and that we see him make some splash plays because I think having him opposite of Emmanuel Agba is going to make things easier for Agba uh, and, and allow him to be more of an impact player. And I think if you, you got, if you have some four man fronts where you've got Agba, Wilkins, Sealer, and Phillips, that's four guys that can get after the quarterback. Uh, so I think that's the way that you approach this. And then, you know, you sprinkle in some guys, you know, in, you know, to 
you know, your, your John Jenkins or whatever, but uh, I think we're going to need to see a heavy dose of those guys in this game and they've got to come up big. Yeah, I would agree with that. Do you feel like the, uh, you know, it, Flores likes to, likes to have his, his guys blitz and he likes to show some of those, uh, you know, exotic looks. Do you think we're going to see, you know, them mixing in all of those blitzes with, with, you know, the, the, not so much of the three and four man rushes that we're going to see a lot more of the bringing seven and eight guys. Well, I think you're going to see blitzes, but it's not necessarily going to be, you know, bringing six, seven, eight guys. I don't think you're going to see a lot of zero coverage in this game because, uh, then you're trusting everybody to win, you know, their their one-on-ones. What we just put up on there, a great comment by Red King. I think uh, we are going to see a, a healthy dose of Jerome Baker being used to spy uh, Josh Allen because we're going to be dropping so many guys into coverage. I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to see very many times where there's more than two linebackers on the, on the field. Uh, and if you're going to trust your four guys – up front to try to put pressure on the quarterback. And I think you're going to see some zone blitzes where you're going to drop some defensive linemen into coverage and you're going to try to disguise where that extra rusher is coming from. I think you're going to see that. But I think the key there is you need to have somebody keeping their eyes on Josh Allen. And I think Jerome Baker, because of his athleticism, I think he is a good fit to play that role. The problem with spying Josh Allen with Jerome Baker uh, is that you're essentially taking Jerome Baker out of coverage. uh, And so it's one fewer guy that the bills really need to account for. That's true. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I've said it before. I'm excited to see how this game goes because at the end of the day, this is, it's one of those measuring stick games. I think looking at these two teams, I think the bull, the bills have, in a lot of ways, just kind of stayed pat at where they're at. And they've, they've done some work to sort of boost their defense with bringing in Greg Rousseau. You know, they're, they're trying to boost their ability to pass rush and bolster that defensive line. But I think looking at the two teams, I think the steps forward that the Dolphins took this offseason uh, outweigh the steps forward that the Bills took. And so I think that these are two teams that are probably a bit more closely more closely matched than they were last year. And so the question is just how closely matched are they now? Because listen, I don't need to remind anybody that the Bills have beaten the Dolphins in five straight games, right? The, the Dolphins have not beaten the Bills in the Brian Flores era. So if they're going to do it, now is the time. So is this the time for it to happen? That is the question. Before we get to predictions, we have to get to our hashtag one hot takes. And we have gotten a few of them from uh, at N Develos. Dolphins plus three and a half win outright on the money line. How about it? Okay. I like that. At Burger Deluxe one says Dolphins get three interceptions and win 20 to 17. I like that one too. Let's see what we got here. How about this one from uh, Philip Piccola? Two of throws for four touchdowns. How many interceptions? There's none. In, there's none listed. So I would presume that as part of the one hot take, there are no interceptions. How about if two of throws four touchdowns and no interceptions, you think uh, would you classify that as uh, as a, a positive performance? Obviously, you'd still have people telling you that uh, you know some of those passes were underthrown. 
Well, it depends when they get him. Are we, are we, are we losing 56 to 26? Well, <laughs> I mean, is he throwing three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and garbage? I hope time? we don't lose 56 to 26 again. I had enough of that last time. How about this take? Dolphins get 100 yards rushing. Is that where we're at right now? Where the Dolphins that predicting 100 yards rushing is a hot take? Well, I mean, the Dolphins very rarely rush for 100 yards. So well, I having, mean, one, kind of... having one 100-yard rusher is very rare for the Dolphins. Yes. 100 yards rushing, I mean... I guess that is where we're at. <laughs> it is kind of yeah. a hot take. Yeah. So, well, we'll 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 see. Those are the one hot takes. Do you have any hot takes for this game, Brain? I think that uh, Mike Gesicki has over six catches for oh. 80, for at least eighty yards. I think oh. Mike is. I'll say this: Mike Gesicki is the leading receiver for the Dolphins in this game. Oh my, start Mike Gesicki in your fantasy leagues, folks, especially if you're in the PPR league or one of those premium tight end leagues. Start Mike Gesicki this week. This is a big one. All right, uh, my hot take for this game, my hot take for the season was that Michael Pilardi throws a touchdown pass. I don't believe this is the week. I think it's a little bit too early for that specific wrinkle. Um. And I think it's probably a little early for Zavon Ahmed or Malcolm Brown to throw a touchdown pass. So I'm going to say uh, my hot take is not such a hot take, but it's a it's a good one. And it's something that I would like to see. I think Jalen Waddle rushes for a touchdown in this game. I thought you were going to say Jacoby Brissett throws a touchdown pass in this game. Ah, it's, that's not a hot take. I guess it kind of is, but. I mean, he comes in, you know, maybe it's. It's, you know, third and goal or, or fourth and goal, but you're at like, well, no, they're not going to do that. But like, maybe it's like third and short from like just outside the 10 or something. And you, you mm-hmm. bring him in and you got your jumbo package and he, you know, it, it ends 100%. up being a play, play action. It's man to man, Devante Parker, and he just throws a jump ball. Yeah, I mean, I could see it going from further out. I could see it being from further out and it being like somebody like Durham Smythe or Adam Shaheen who is in there to block because that's what the, you know, like, I mean, and if you saw some of the all 22 of Mike Kosicki trying to block on last Sunday, uh, not not impressive, but, you know, so maybe you got one of those jumbo packages and maybe you got a situation where Shaheen and Durham Smythe are in there and here comes Brissett to run that QB sneak on on third and one and it turns out to be a rollout and it's a 30-yard touchdown pass to Durham Smythe or Adam Shaheen. I love it. I love oh, it. Let's go. Oh, here we go. Tua has to have at least 260 yards and three TDs to win. I mean... Yeah, I mean, possibly. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to take a lot for the Dolphins to win this game. I think it's going to it's going to take a lot of points. It's going to be a high-scoring affair for me. For my money, this is a week that you want to think about taking the Oh, oh Angry Al is in the comments. I can tell. We got a, we got a comment from somebody named Alex and it says Fire Greer, which could only be Angry Al. Angry Al from wherever he's from now. I don't. I don't even know where he's he, at. He's, he's in here in Fort La- he, No, he's, he's in, here in Fort Lauderdale now. Angry Al in South Florida. Oh, listen. That's that's a that's a throwback to the old days of the same old Dolphin show. The the 
it's been a couple of years since Angry Al has shown his head. But anyway, Brain, let's go. Let's make it. Let's make it prediction time. What do you got on Sunday? Dolphins, Bills. Do we snap the five game win streak? Let's go. Five game losing streak against Buffalo. Angry Al from Dania Beach. I, I think that there's a chance. I Look, we have a great home field advantage, particularly in September. Uh, against teams from the north. So I have 89, by the way, on, on Sunday coming yeah. up. And it's going to feel a lot hotter than that on the field, especially with, you know, the shade on the Dolphins side, but not on the Bills sideline. So that sun's going to be beaming down on them. It's going to be very humid. Uh, and so we've seen many a Bills team in the past melt, and many other teams melt in the South Florida heat That's in right. September. Uh, for these one o'clock games. So mm-hmm. I, I, I would not be shocked if we pulled off the upset, but that said, I just don't think we're there yet. I think that uh, there's still question marks on the offense, uh, particularly with the offensive line. I think we're still finding ourselves as far as, you know, installing this offense and learning what we do best, what Tua does best, what where the best place to put these weapons are. And I think the bills at this point, Look, last week was a really rough game, but I'm not ready to sit here and say, oh, this is the Bills regressing to the mean. I think it's way more about the Pittsburgh Steelers' demise was way exaggerated, and they have one of the best defenses in the league and put together a great game plan to contain Buffalo last week. I think the fact is Buffalo is primed to bounce back offensively, and defensively they're better than they were last year. But that said, the Dolphins are better offensively than they were last year as well. So I do agree with your assessment that the Dolphins are closer to Buffalo this year. But honestly, how can they not be? The last time we saw these two teams match up, the Bills were winning 56 to 26. So, with backups. Yeah, so I are the Dolphins closer to Buffalo? Yes. Is it a home game, and does that make it a little bit closer? Yes but I don't think that we're there yet. And I think it's going to take a lot of points to beat this team. And uh, I need to see what I saw in week one from the Dolphins was I saw great scheme and scripted play calling coming out of the locker room to start the game and coming out of the locker room to start the second half. And then I saw them look very, very same old Dolphins offense. Uh, So I need to see a lot more consistency from this offense to believe that we're suddenly going to be able to go toe to toe in a shootout with Buffalo. I think the game plan is going to be very similar to what it was last week against the Patriots and kind of what uh, the Steelers did to Buffalo last week, which is drop a bunch of guys in coverage. Don't allow the bills to make big plays. If Josh Allen tries to force it, you're going to have opportunities to, to have interceptions, to force some turnovers, make the Bills methodically drive down the field and try to shorten this game so that, you know, if you have three touchdown drives, maybe that's enough. But I don't think that's going to be enough. I think you probably need to get, you might need to get 30 to win this game, even if the Dolphins defense plays a solid game. Uh, I don't. I think we're going to fall just short. I've got Buffalo winning this one. 27 to 24. Mm. Well, you know what, Bryn? You know what? You you doing it? You think the Dolphins need to get 30 points to win this game? Is that I what do. you think? 
That's what you well, think. I, well, I think 28 might do it if, you know, if you take my prediction. Yeah. Well, if Buffalo gets 27, you're right. But guess what? I, I, and I believe, I believe the Bills are going to get 27 points. But I believe that your Miami Dolphins in their home opener in front of a full house at Hard Rock Stadium for the first time in two years, a full house, are going to score 31 points and beat the Buffalo Bills 31-17. And I mean, go 2-0. I, 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 I love it. I love They're going 2-0. They're going to the top of the AFC East. They're going to be tied for the number one seed in the AFC. Your Miami Dolphins are 2-0. And, and you know what? It's going to be great. And then the Bills are going to – I mean, the Jets are going to beat the Patriots. So the Jets are going to be 1-1, one and one, and the Patriots are going to be 0-2. You're going to have the Dolphins up here, and you're going to have the Bills and the Patriots down below the screen. You can't even see them. And it's going to be time for the Miami Dolphins hype train to run wild, baby. Woo! You went, you went from Hulk Hogan to Ric Flair real quick. With a tear in my eye. I'm pumped up, buddy. I'm fired up. Listen, and there's every chance the Dolphins could come out there and fall flat on their face on Sunday. Let's be realistic here. It's very possible. But at the end of the day, I am excited about this Dolphins team. I believe that they can win this game on Sunday, and I believe that they will win this game on Sunday. Let's go. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Germans? Forget it, he's rolling. No, and it ain't over now. Folks, that's it for this episode of the Same Old Dolphin Show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you are just as fired up for this game on Sunday as we are. Thank you, as always, for joining us. If you haven't yet, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, download, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us the five-star rating. Leave us a, a positive review. I'm at Amplified to Rock on Twitter. He is at Aaron the Brain on Twitter. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. Follow along. Thank you to everybody that has joined us live on YouTube and the I Am A Miami Dolphins Facebook page. We appreciate it. We love you. You don't have to go watch the Washington-New York game tonight. I promise you, you don't need to do it. You can find something else out there. And uh, I appreciate it if you do. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And as always, take care of yourselves and each other. We will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the